2: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi.
0: Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Many Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and I love both- From the slithery and wiggly, to the creepy and crawly, to the busy and buzzy, bugs are some of the most populous and diverse animals on the planet, with a fascinating range of behaviors. I think that bugs are often overlooked. Everybody loves a cute, cuddly panda, but an adorable jumping spider who will hug its eight fuzzy arms. So today, let's show some bugs some love, as I tell you about some of my favorite invertebrate mates. Mates isn't friends. I'm not friends, I'm not. This is platonic bug love. As humans, our relationship with warmy, squirmy creatures has been complex. They're creepy and slimy, but sometimes useful. We used to use leeches in medical contexts, used in bloodletting, because back then, doctors sometimes thought that you just had too much blood floating around in you, and that was an imbalance of your humors, and you gotta, you know, gotta let out some blood sometimes. Today, leeches are still sometimes used in medicine. The Herudo Medicinalis, aka the European Medical Leech, can be used to help reattach fingers. It helps drain the reattached digits of stagnating blood and promotes the flow of new blood into the finger. Maggots, as gross as it sounds, can also be used in medicine. Medical maggots are used to debride necrotic tissue. That's polite medical speech for saying, they'll munch on your dead skin. This can help clean wounds. And and keep them from getting infected. Obviously, don't go pouring leeches or maggots on yourself because I'm pretty sure doctors are better at selecting where and when to put worms on your body. Earthworms, another wiggly wonder, help create fertile soil by processing large chunks of organic matter into humus. Not the delicious chickpea dip, but that dark brown, nearly black soil that is rich and nutritious for plants to grow. Even parasitic worms can sometimes be heroes in disguise. Certain types of parasitic worms can protect the developing babies of pregnant rats from developing brain inflammation. So see you guys, having lots of worms can be good for you and normal and good. So even though worms are gross and squiggly, I think we should appreciate some of the cool things they do for us. But I don't want you to just appreciate squirmy bugs, I want you to fall in love with them. So I'm about to talk about a worm who technically isn't even a real worm, but its own brand of adorable, wormy animal. So joining me today is director, writer, comedian and all-around great gal, Carmen Angelica. Oh man. I was trying my hardest not to laugh <laughs> during that and interrupt it. I think I was leaning very far from the mic. That was delightful. Our, I'm so the, I'm so excited. I, I'm just like, I, I love insects so much. And I am about to talk about some of my absolute favorite bugs in the whole world. I say bugs because we will also talk about a bug that's not an insect, ah. but an arthropod. Yes. And so first I want to talk to you about velvet worms. Uh, I, I'm, I've been recently getting into these guys more because in... Australia, we know about the the fires, and and it's terrible. And in New South Wales, there is a species of velvet worm that is in danger. And I really want people to appreciate, because we all love koalas. We all love the animals that are more iconic. And we often forget about bugs that get caught in these ecological disasters. So I want everyone to fall in love with velvet worms. Okay. So (laughs) first... I'm just going to show you some pictures of these guys because I think once you see yeah, them. Got- <gasps> oh, oh my God. I didn't think I could fall in love with a worm so fast. Fall in love at first sight, oh, right? Oh, its little face is so perfect. <laughs> is it the face? Is that a little mouth yeah. that I'm seeing? Well, so so... Kind of describe to the audience what you're seeing. I mean, it's got the... It really is velvet. Like, you do get... I was, like, about to ask, like, is this velvet worm velvety? And it sure is. It looks soft to the touch. It's got little teeny nubby legs. Yes. Little Little nubbins. blue blue. blue, Like, yeah. Yeah. And then... They're actually... The scientific term for them, Carmen, the the fancy scientific term, is stub legs. They're stub legs? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're perfect in every way, Uh, those little stub legs. And then they also have antennas, but those antennas are thick and Squishy. also velvety. Right? Yeah, they're they, little, they they can extend a little more. You know, like with snails, how their eye stalks can kind of like yes. go and extend. Sometimes they can be longer and more inquisitive, but they are, they're, Pudgy yeah. and, and, and there's velvety. A pic- yeah. there's a picture where it's almost like curling. Curly, up, yeah, and they're turning curling as around. if to be like doing eh. a little little head tilt. Yeah, they. So basically, think about it's like a a long caterpillar almost, like a really long caterpillar uh. with these two these two little, little antenna that they're just so cute. because They, they, they look so they're, they're like little fingers coming yep. out of their heads. They're expressive. They're very expressive. <laughs> they're very, and they're velvety. They're, they're very soft looking and they have a bunch of these chubby little legs. So not like, t- not tiny, tiny legs, but kind of Chubby legs. Yeah. they little little legs. The ones that you feel like you could take one and just kind of shake it. Like yeah, nice to and, meet you. Oh man. But like I times a bunch like nice to meet you, nice to meet you, <laughs> nice to meet you. You know, I would spend hours shaking. Yeah, this, yeah. This. And shake this I would one be like, and shake this one and this one and this <laughs> one and this one. Yeah, and they have that their little face, it does it looks very cute. And that thing in the center of it that looks like it's doing a cute little smile, that is its mouth. It is the mouth. And but those little bulbs on the side that look like cute little eyes that are closed. Not eyes. Not quite eyes, <laughs> but they are they are great and we'll talk about those soon. It's gonna be a fun surprise. Uh-oh. <laughs> what are those not eyes? <laughs> so First of all, these velvet worms are a phylum of soft body animals with a velvety texture and many stubby legs. So it contains many different species. They've been around for about 500 million years. So these are, they've got some staying power, this brand, the velvet worm brand. Good. They're in the clade Paranthropa. Wait, nope, didn't do that right. Uh, Panathopo. Panarthropoda. <laughs> That's oh, it. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah. Carmel was about to. <laughs> I was about to, to jump my in butt and be like, this. "Hey, yeah. hey, you." Uh, so this contains velvet worms, tardigrades, which you may have heard of. Water bears, those little microscopic cuties. <gasps> have you seen those before? I have. Yeah, they are they're adorable. <laughs> it also contains arthropods, and those are a bunch of. But, other yeah, bugs, like insi- yeah. a bunch of insects, you know, like all all everything else that you might consider bugs and more. they're they're not actually a type of insect. They're their own phylum, which yeah. is really interesting. And it's actually thought that they are they are potentially a relative or a descendant of of hallucinogenia, which is that bizarre Cambrian worm-like marine animal that had, it was like a, it had all these feet on the bottom and all these spikes on its back, and it completely baffled evolutionary biologists for years, and they're like, well, which way does it turn? Like, does it walk with the spikes, or does it walk with the feet? They didn't know, like, what, ah. which way it went. So there are over 200 species of velvet worms. <gasps> what? All of them are super adorable. They they all, I mean, and they come in so many different colors and flavors. They range in size from under an inch long to up to eight inches. So they don't get very big. Uh, They go from being teeny tiny to tiny. Tiny to just regular (laughs) tiny. Regular tiny. (laughs) So they're found over a pretty wide area in terms of like which countries they're found in, but they are usually specialized to very small like kind of eco regions. So they're found in South America, Africa, Southeast Asia, Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and they, they, like I said, they come in all these different colors. So from purple to orange, white, black, brown, red, blue with yellow spots. So they're all, in my opinion, they're all really cute. And some of them are really pretty too. Uh, they, uh, have a soft outer skin, uh, called a cuticula. So, uh, which is similar to the cuticles at, uh, your nail bed. Uh, and it's highly flexible, water repellent, although they can lose water through the skin because they actually also breathe through the skin. Oh. And so they have these open pores on the skin that they use to breathe, and they can they experience water loss through that. Uh, and so they have to live in these humid, moist environments. Otherwise, they'll get too dried out. But because the skin is water repellent and it's also covered in tiny papillae which are these little bumps which are also they themselves are covered in microscopic scales it gives them a very they aren't slimy they're dry and velvety so it feels like if you pet one if you have the privilege of petting one it feels like stroking velvet Oh, I hope so. I really, I mean, I literally, you said it's like your cuticles, and I've been like feeling my cuticles being like, is this like petting a worm? <laughs> Am I petting one is right it, now? Is that what it's like? <laughs> no, it's, I bet it's better. It's, oh, <laughs> it is absolutely better. It's like pet, it's like stroking velvet. So, Uh, Those cute—one of their cutest features are their little stubby legs, which just look like—they look like little nubbins, (laughs) and they are called stub feet, like by biologists, so they have between 13 to 43 of these appendages. Each leg has a teeny tiny set of retractable chitin claws— which you can't really see, and you're not gonna—they th- aren't gonna hurt you. They're oh, so they wouldn't like stab no. you if you no, know. no, no. Okay, no, they're they're to- they, they're 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 cool. This is this velvet doesn't suddenly get dangerous, <laughs> <No>. does Danger <laughs> it? Danger velvet, no, no. And they're these little <laughs> they're these little baggy appendages that don't have any joints, and they're moved using hydrostatic water pre- or fluid pressure, and the the contraction of internal muscles. So it's kind of like little garden hose legs that uh. just like you know flippity flop around and they have some muscle controls that help them move around and that little pair of chubby antenna that looks so cute and curls like a little little love bug uh, in the shape of a heart like i love you <laughs> uh they are their main sensory organs and they have a little mouth that has it does have a pair of mandibles but it's deep inside the mouth so you don't see it like oh. they're they're not showers they're Mm, they're not even growers; no. they just are there. They're just not showers at all. <laughs> they're shy. They're nev- they're never nudes with they're their mouths. Ne- oh, um, nice. They're never mouths. They're like never. They're, yeah, they're never mandibles. <laughs> never mandibles. <laughs> and they have a pair of really simple eye dots, and then the things that kind of look like their eyes. Oh yeah, what well, these things, mystery nozzles? Mystery, mystery nozzles are slime guns. What? A pair of slime guns. So. The two bulbs at the side of their heads shoot twin streams of glue at their prey. So their prey is typically even smaller insects um, or bugs or whatever. Yeah. And they they just like shoot out this glue spray. The glue sticks to their prey and then they're just stuck there. And then they can take their time just kind of just like wiggling over wiggling and over, being like, <laughs> Goody scoot scoot! I'm gonna eat your butt. What? A, what a terrifyingly adorable dad. I know, but. I know. It's it's like it would be scary if you were a prey, but as huge people, it is really cute. Let me show you this in action. That's a greyhound. That's not what yeah. We want. Not like, yeah, I'm like I, I, I recognize that. It's A greyhound eating a sandwich. That's not quite the video we want. All right. See it kind of looking. Oh, I see. It. I think I see the prey yeah it's thinking it's, and then it's, oh, it's squirting the goo <laughs> <laughs> it squirts it on on the bug and now the bug's stuck oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh man that bug is gonna get stuck <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like spider-man with no like self-control just like <laughs> <it's> like, <"Wah." laughs> or, 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 like with like these wacky wacky arms just yeah. go like woo yeah. <laughs> I'm Spider-Man. I've got you, villain. No, no cool hand gesture. Just no, like, no, just like, like, come into my slime. <laughs> and they're like, oh boy, I guess I am stuck. It's uh, like it's it, the and there are these strands of slime. So it kind of like looks like double dutch yeah. jump roping, but with slime. It's like, here, play in my slime. I'm gonna eat your butt. <laughs> and then you just see the like the bug is just stuck and like it's like wiggling over, being like, gonna well, get this you. Is how I die. Oh man, <laughs> hope you're ready. Hope you enjoyed my slime. He's just like, it's like, looks like you're not going anywhere, and I've got a captive audience. I'm going to eat your butt. (laughs) Oh, what a sick. What sick jokes we make! But I do love it I, because the velvet worm is so cute. Like all of these behavior, like if the it does speak to sort of bias we have with animals. Like the cuter the animals, the more of this kind of behavior I think will permit. Because if this was like a gross like wasp or something, it'd be like, oh, oh how God could it. you? But because he's got those cute little stubbly bubbly legs and that cute little face, is like, oh, you just a cute little. You just like to torture your prey, don't ya? Well, I guess you got. to to survive <laughs> <laughs> so to produce that impressive spray of glue their slime producing glands actually extend all the way through their bodies like a wormy super soaker filled with glue oh my god they also, this is great. So, if you thought that was the weirdest thing they did, I've got news for you. Oh no. So, they have really curious mating rituals. Some species are egg layers, but a lot of them are actually live bearing. And so, they will give birth to little baby velvet worms that look exactly like the adult velvet worms, only teeny tiny. Oh, no. Even teenier and tinier. <laughs> And in some species, mating is basically how you would expect it to go. The males put their spermatophore into the female's genitals, you know, as you do, as as uh, one does. As procreation generally (laughs) happens. Generally. I'm not saying all the time. Right, right. And actually, a spermatophore is a capsule that contains sperm. Sometimes it contains, like, other nutrients and stuff that... Uh, will help nourish the female, um, but it's it's basically like a capsule full of your your baby beans. <laughs> oh, that's you know what that's a nice tidy way of handling yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just a little a little care package full of sperm. <laughs> <laughs> so other species will actually this is insane. It's crazy. So they will deposit the spermatophore any old place on the female just like anywhere oh. just like put just like put on the- like the worst amazon delivery driver just like <laughs> here you go and then what happens is that cuticle that skin oh. will actually collapse under the spermatophore and like zoop absorb suck it, it in. absorb it in and it will migrate over to the, the right genitals, <laughs> which is hilarious but also Why are the males so lazy, making it like, just like, here you get just chucking it over there. There you go. Yeah, just go the the, extra mile. (laughs) And the females are like, well, I guess I got to move it over here in (laughs) the right place. That's so fun Because I imagine like, they're like, here you go. And it lands on their head and then their head has to like absorb it and take it all the way down to their genitals. I'd be so, I'd be like, come on. Well, it's funny you say that because in some species, Uh the males... Just, it's not. It's they've got to go through a fancy step. You know, they they deposit their own spermatophore onto their own heads. What hold it into place, usually with like these soft spines or little dents. And then they hold it there. And then he rubs his head against the female's genital opening. It's just, I love how roundabout they're, they're like, trying to do these trick shots with their spermatophores, like, and put it on the head, and rub it over here, (laughs) and under the arm shot, and I made a sperm hat. you excited (laughs) about it? I know I am. Uh, um, and there's one species that, who can blame them, has decided to get rid of all the males, and they just reproduce via parthenogenesis, which is asexual reproduction, where it's just an all-female species basically having clonal female offspring. Oh. Yeah. So they're just like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah i do not accept your sperm hat coming over (laughs) with a sperm hat that's it i am done uh and actually sometimes they have these really complex social structures which you wouldn't typically see in in worms well these aren't actually like i said earlier these aren't technically worms they're their own like phylum but uh yeah it's still kind of surprising to see outside of what we think of as social insects like termites, ants, and bees. But um, the uh, Euparipatoides raleigh, which is found in New South Wales, lives in groups of up to 15 wormies led by a dominant female. And they hunt together and feed together, and they have this hierarchy where the dominant female gets the first nibble, followed by the other females, and then the males, and then finally the young. Uh, So it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit of a ladies first policy. Uh, but it's kind of a little rude because the hierarchy is maintained by them kicking each other with their little stubby legs, Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you find out who's in charge. <laughs> I'm in charge, little little tiny karate kicks with oh, those like little it. tiny nubble legs.. Uh, like how, <laughs> and because you said they're like little ho- you said no, they're like, yeah, they're like they're little, little wibble. they're little little wibbly hose. they don't have joints. yeah, so they they're just just like <laughs> they're kind of jiggling at each other. <laughs> just, just aggressive jelloing. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! I want to get into that fight. <laughs> I know. I, I I love these worms so much. I actually converted my my Twitter account into a Velvet Worm Stan account. You did? Yeah, because I, I I'm I'm just a huge fan of them. They are adorable. They're fascinating. They have incredible hunting strategies and incredible mating strategies. So it's just they're the whole package. They're the whole package. And sperm hats. Ah, oh, the sperm hats. <laughs> Fashion. And fashion. And fashion. fashion. High fashion. Oh, man. (laughs) These velvet worms are totally charming, but could you charm a worm? I'm talking about charming earthworms. Worm charming otherwise known as worm grunting or worm fiddling, is a traditional technique of coaxing earthworms out of the ground. Originally done to get worms for fishing, it became something of a competitive sport. Devon, England hosts the Worm Charming Festival and there's a Worm Charming Championship and Festival in Ontario, Canada, and Florida holds the American Worm Grunting Festival, and yes, it's officially grunting with an apostrophe. How do these worm charmers cast a spell on their wiggly quarry. You'll want to vibrate the ground, which coaxes the worms to the surface. Worm charmers typically drive a wooden stake into the ground, which they vibrate using a metal rod or saw. Some play music or strike a garden fork. Interestingly, these techniques are also used in the animal kingdom by worm-eating birds who stamp on the ground with their feet. It's thought that these vibrations cause the worms to emerge because the worms associate them with the sensation of an oncoming mole or approaching rain, both of which means a bad time for the worm if they stay in the ground, either getting eaten or flooded. So when they're tricked by worm charming, it's out of the fire and into the frying pan. What, you've never heard of a worm omelet? A a womlet? When we return, what has beautifully colored fuzz, shimmering adorable eyes, and eight fluffy legs? It's spiders! It's spiders times! I'm going to try to convince you to love spiders. Hey, calling everybody who has a period. I want to talk to you about Lola. Lola is a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners and all natural cleansing wipes. I like to know, you know, look, the situation with periods is this very personal area, and I I like to know what's going on down there. And did you know that the FDA doesn't actually require brands to disclose a list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So most of them don't. But Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, which is great, because you know what? I want to know what's going on with my period and how the situation is unfolding other brands of tampons use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products including rayon and polyester look it's a period not the discount rack at a at a clothing shop you guys their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents fragrances and dyes like why are you perfuming up up the thing you don't okay all right listen Lola makes your month a little easier. They have fully customizable subscriptions where you can choose what you're putting in the box that gets delivered directly to your door. So completely tailored to your own unique period. I really like this part of it. So I really like that I can order a personalized box of products, so when I have my period, I can focus on watching David Attenborough documentaries and not emergency trips to the store so I can have my cramps and listen to David Attenborough talk about chill birds and just relax. For 30% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter Creature when you subscribe. That's mylola.com and enter Creature when you subscribe. Now I'm going to go back to listening to David Attenborough talk about chill birds. Do we have an innate fear of spiders? Researchers in Germany and Sweden looked at arachnophobia to ask, Maybe we're born with it, or maybe it's maybe learned? They found that infants as young as six months old responded to pictures of spiders and snakes with increased dilation of their pupils, a sign of increased stress or attention. Perhaps this makes sense to be pre-programmed in our baby brains. Mistakenly handle the wrong eight-legged buddy or cute little ground noodle, and you could get a nasty or even fatal bite but just because we may be born with a bias against spiders doesn't mean we have to remain that way. Sure, it's great to avoid black widows, brown recluses, and other misanthropic and venomous spiders, but most spiders are harmless and do us a great service by eating up other, more pesky bugs. So I want to present to you the world's cutest and most charismatic spider, the peacock jumping spider. Even if you don't get over your fear of spiders, I'm hoping you'll make an exception for this cute little leggy friend. So, have you ever seen a peacock spider? I don't think I've ever seen a peacock spider, oh, and boy. I loved spiders growing up. Oh, that's so great! So, I am excited. This is good. You're gonna love it. Oh my god! <gasps> that's the prettiest little... spider it's beautiful, I've right? ever seen. It's beautiful, and look at the little, face. <gasps> little <gasps> the cute face. Little face. So, jumping spiders, I think, have the cutest faces of, of spiders because the they have these big eyes. They've got. They've got four of them that are front-facing, four big, big old eyes. They're they're really cute because they have the proportion of the eye to the face makes them look like like babies. They look like a Pixar character. Yeah, like a Pixar character. In fact, I think there is a uh, YouTube series that it's like there's this little spider, this little jumping (gasps) spider that's animated. And it's adorable, but they don't even have to change it from the reality oh, like yeah. like it's pretty realistic looking i don't think they alter the proportions that much maybe a little bit but, but barely yeah barely uh, and it's got the those little little leg the little armies right in front that are really mm-hmm. fluffy and cute those are called pedipalps oh. and they're just these like most spiders have them but they're not usually so cutely proportioned <laughs> and fluffy <laughs> and they sometimes it makes it look like they have a little fancy mustache when they hold them up to their face <laughs> when they're thinking yeah, when, making, like when they're that. pensive <laughs> when they're having a moment it's like like if i if i land on miss muffet uh, uh, so, am i the tuffet <laughs> When the rain comes down, do I go up the drain or out of the drain? (laughs) So, so the the genus Maratus, uh, which is the Peacock jumping spider genus contains many species of peacock spiders, but I first want to explore the Maratus volans, which is the Australian peacock spider. Again, Australia, you have so many amazing insects and bugs. This is not an insect, sorry, but it is a bug. Yes. It, you have amazing spiders. I know that Australia gets mocked a lot for having all the poisonous, scary animals, which is true. They do. They do have yeah. They do they have have a all great that, deal. Yeah. But they also have the cutest most amazing animals as well. Aww. So this this little guy uh, is about the size of a grain of rice, like many of, of his uh, fellow That's a little. peacock-jopping spiders. Yes, is teeny tiny. <laughs> he has a beautiful, vibrant blue, red, and yellow back fancy like a peacock and that's one of the first sh- photos that I showed you. Yeah. He's got those fluffy little pedipalps. The male's job is to impress the female long enough to mate with her without getting eaten. Ah, uh, it's a tough oh my, world out it there. Is. The dating scene the, the spider dating scene has its pitfalls that are a, l- yeah. a little more extreme, I think. Yeah, we complain about Tinder, but right. at the end of the day, it's kind of like the dating scene in an LA. <laughs> 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 so Let's go through his his technique to seduce a lady spider. Oh, I got it. Now. It is a multi-state. Like he obviously peacocks. <laughs> yeah, because he's so pretty. Because he's so pretty. So first, he unfolds his little back flap, which is a colorful white fringed or black fringed flap that forms a fan. I love like it. A, and that's kind of why they're, I mean, that is literally why they're called peacock spiders because with a peacock, they unfurl that tail yeah. fan. With the peacock spider, they unfold their little back flap that looks like this colorful fan. And he sticks his little legs up behind him and starts to clap them <gasps> together, do a little clap and dance, and he vibrates his fan for attention and does once he's got the the female's attention, he does a little dance. Oh, I and love it. <laughs> here's the thing: is it's a risky proposition because if he dances and the female's not interested, she might just eat him. Oh wow! She's a, she, she's tougher than you know. She's like, am the, I horny or hungry? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like America's Got Talent. You've got Simon Cowell, and, <laughs> you know, and they eat. P- I, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> reality TV is not my strong. That's okay. Point. I not like my strong I, comedy point. Frankly, this is a reality reality. Right. This uh but gonna, yeah. But if, this was, but if this was Spider's Talent, Spider's Got Talent, it would just be instead of getting voted out with the red X's, you just get eaten. Spider's <laughs> Got Talent. That's tough. That's Spider's a, Talent. That's a real risk. That's being yeah. like yeah. Oh. I yeah. kind of think she's cute, but she could eat me if yeah. she doesn't find me yeah. cute, too. Yeah. Ooh, you know, that would be, it's like, that would be cool for, like, dating apps. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it would really reduce the amount of, I think, uh, bad, like, sort of foul exchanges mm. with people and rude people if it's just like, well, she has the option of just eating me, yeah. so I guess I'll be polite. Yeah. If she's not into it, yeah. you know. I'm not going to sh- ask for nudes if she can <laughs> eat me. <laughs> So, if the male wins her over, she'll allow him to mate with her, and she'll either let him go or eat him. Uh yeah. You know, just Two, as, two, depends two on options. She, depends on if she's hungry. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, I would have... If I was that male, I would have throw a snack. <laughs> then, Snickers. Exactly. Here's the Snickers, and also, <laughs> I hope you like Milky Way. <laughs> That's that's funny because there, there are some, not these spiders, but there are some species of spiders that give nuptial gifts to the females. So the females will be eating something as they're mating, which reduces the chance of them getting eaten. So Carmen, your joke is very scientifically accurate. Oh my God, I am a smart spider. You're, smart. You're I'm a, a smart, smart spider. 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 Dr. Spider Carmen Angelica. Ready with snacks. <laughs> I mean, that's who I am now. I'm always ready with snacks. So I would definitely survive as a spider. So these mating dances, can be as quick as a few minutes or as long as a little under an hour. So let me show you this. Oh my God. I love how far away he is from her too as he's dancing. He's like, please don't. Please don't, Please eat, don't me. eat me. Too. But also, look.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: funny because sometimes there is a little bit of that cat and mouse where he'll stick out his little fan tushy, hold his little legs up, do his little yeah. leg, doo, 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 dance. And then, like, she jumps at him. He, like, leaps back mm. and he's like, oh God, don't eat me. But here's my dance again. <laughs> yeah, but if you're still interested if in intercourse. St- okay, <laughs> I see you didn't like that. I see you kind of want to eat me now. But what about this move? Yeah, no, what, I didn't what, like that. What if I okay. do a little bit of this? Okay, I'm gonna just give me a little bit of space here. Now, what about a little bit of a butt shimmy? No? Oh, oh God! All right. Uh, what if I clap oh. three times? What if I clap? <laughs> he's, looking, he's looking through these flashcards. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if you're coming at me with hunger or with like, because I'm that, down for is what is that drooling? Like you, you're you find me attractive or is okay? You're put you got a little salt shaker. Is that like a little kinky thing or oh, okay? All right, the barbecue sauce coming out of, <laughs> I gotta I you know what I'm done <laughs> so they have several dance moves and they do if they're attentive they can actually see if the female's interested or not because the female will actually wave her abdomen back and forth and like a little no gesture if they're not interested and attentive males can either escape with their life or or adjust their dance a little bit, sort of juice it up. Oh, uh, so if they're persistent, if they're persistent, so there are uh, several dance moves. So there's the the apathosomal. Wait, no, that's not it. Apathosomal bobbing, which is butt bobbing. Uh, There's the third leg wave. (laughs) So first, I want to say, actually, there's a a researcher, Madeline Girard at Berkeley, who has been studying these peacock spiders, and she published a paper along with her cohorts, where they recorded peacock spiders and their dance rituals and broke it down for us so we could see what was going on. So first, there's the aposothomal bobbing, which is butt bobbing, basically just like a little buckle, like a boom, 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 boom. And then there's the third leg wave, which is not it's it's not the quote third leg. It's actually their third set of legs waving oh. in the air. Not a Sweener. Yeah. No, so um there's That would be inappropriate for this inappropriate. Dance. Uh, and there's the fan raise and expansion. That's that when they like pop out their beautiful back flap and wave it around. Uh, There's the, (laughs) I'm not making this one up. It's called the rumble rumps. That's (laughs) that's where they vibrate the fan and the fan dance and third leg dance where they like wave their legs, clap their legs together and like, like rustle the fan around and move from side to side. Um, And if that all goes well and they're not eaten, uh, there's the pre-mount display and crunch rolls where it's like wiggling its butt and like, like, it starts extending its arms uh, oh, further like further a hug. out. Like, like, will you hug me? Will you hug me? <laughs> Please hug me. Please hug me. <laughs> And um, of the 64 males that they studied, only 16 were successful in mating. Oh, no. Which suggests that females have exce- exceedingly high standards, which means that probably they're trying to select just the absolute best, boldest, fittest males of the bunch. You gotta be so- a good dancer. You really do. <laughs> you really do. That's what it's about in the spider life. Ugh. It kind of makes sense because peacock spiders only live for about a year. And most of the females don't remate. And then they'll often die after their first set of eggs because they'll guard their eggs for weeks on end without eating. So being extra choosy about their mate is important because they basically have one shot at it. Oh wow! So and they, they starve themselves essentially, right? right because they have to these eggs. Yeah, because if they go out hunting, the risk is that something is going to come eat their eggs. So they stay with their eggs, sacrifice it all for their eggs. So it, it makes sense for them to be choosy when it comes to their males. Yeah. Also makes sense for them to eat the males after after, <laughs> you know, because like all that extra nutrition is really going to help them. So <laughs> uh, there are of course uh, many other species of peacock spiders, all with their own unique dance and coloration and rhythm and it's really funny they uh <laughs> back in madeline Girard's lab at uc berkeley they made a video of these various dances and i just want to show you a few and and have you listen to some of the rhythms that they make so that's one one of spiders uh let's get another one's moves in he kind of leans to the side. This one's uh, that one doing that weird <laughs> side lean dance is actually called the Sparkle Muffin uh, <laughs> Spider, and it's a newly discovered one. This one is that I love that one too. The the black one because it just it basically it, its little butt fan just goes like tick tock tick tock <laughs> like a little metronome. Uh, it's 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 incredible. They they have their unique uh, vibrations, their unique rhythm and dances, and kind of colors and butt shakes and it's beautiful yeah it's absolutely beautiful and even though spiders don't hear like we do we don't have they don't have ears like humans do they can feel vibrations with sensory organs and hairs on their legs and so it's like they just get this full spectacle of movement color and music basically wow Oh wow spiders. I know. I thought I loved them before, but I love them even more. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I think it's one of those things where we we think of them as being sort of, I guess, soulless little murderers. (laughs) But look at this. They've got they've got heart. I mean, yeah. they are still they will still engage in the murdering part, but, yeah, but at least I don't know very many animals that don't. Right. Exactly. You know. At least they they spruce it up with a little bit of dance moves before the, the horror. And they truly are very pretty. They're beautiful, beautiful. I, I re- I'll include some links to them in the show notes. But I really encourage you guys to look up photos of peacock spiders because they're adorable and and absolutely gorgeous. Spiders get a bad rap, and there are a few myths that I, Katie Golden, spider attorney at law, would like to clear up for my clients. Slanderous myth number one you will swallow around eight spiders a year. This is just completely untrue. Spiders don't want to get in your big gross mouths, no offense. In fact, this myth was created specifically to show how gullible people could be when it comes to quote-unquote facts written on the internet. It originates from a 1993 PC Professionals article. Writer Lisa Holst wrote a list of ridiculous facts to prove her point about what people would be willing to believe, including the eight-mouthed spiders-a-year thing. Admitted it in writing, huh, Lisa? I'm about to issue a spider subpoena, which is basically a cluster of dead flies and some sticky webbing. Anyways, another slanderous myth is that spiders can lay their eggs under your skin. Now, there are plenty of bugs who like to do this, but spiders ain't one of them. In fact, spiders are often victims of parasites, such as parasitoid wasps, Parasitic hairworms. So if you think about it, team human and team spiders are on the same side when it comes to parasites. Now, slanderous item number three. Thousands of spiders work together to spin giant webs that can cover trees, sometimes extending over 25 feet long. Well, uh, alright, you got us on this one. It's true, communal spiders can actually do this. But I promise, my clients have no current plans to capture humans and eat them. When we return, what's round, fuzzy, buzzy, and flies, it's not what you think.
2: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With
1: free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. Get in zone, Auto. So, what if I need a new one? We have the right DuraLast battery for you, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Restrictions apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over six million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: We know that pollinators are important It's how a lot of plants do sex. Bees are renowned for their pollinating abilities, as they should be. Tiny, bee-sized awards all around. But there are many other insects and animals who are pollinators as well. Ants and even mosquitoes can help pollinate. Hummingbirds, sunbirds, and honey eaters dip into flowers with their long beaks, carrying bits of pollen with them as they fly around from flower to flower, those little pollen-covered teases. Bats are fantastic pollinators. Nectar-slurping bats such as the lesser long-nosed bat can sometimes imbibe so much flower juice, their entire furry bodies become yellow with a dusting of pollen. It's kinda like when you eat too many Cheetos and you become marked with that sweet, sweet orange powder. Now, I wanna talk about one of the cutest and most prodigious pollinators in the world, who's also got a bit of a dirty secret. So, Carmen. Have you ever heard of a bee fly? No. Oh, come on, silly. They fly all the time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) you got me. Well, the bee fly are family flies who look stunningly like bees. And I got a couple photos of them. Oh, my God. They're so cute, right? These are a lot of cute little guys. I know. These are the cutest buggies in the world. Look at that. Oh, my God. Look at that little nuggy buggy. Ugh. So cute. Just a little nugget. So, yeah, these are (laughs) one of my favorites are the Anistochecus. anastochicus yeah it's a genus of very fuzzy bee flies that look like pokemon and that that's like what i showed you just now they yeah. look like cutie fly the pokemon <laughs> they have these round fuzzy bodies that look like pussy willow buds have you ever seen that yes, like the those I absolutely. little pussy willow buds they're just like little poofs of yeah. fuzz and they have a long black pointed proboscis that looks like a nose and little black eyes and wings. And that little proboscis is not for stinging. Doesn't sting anything, it just is for dipping into nectar. (laughs) And in England, they're also known as bee walls, like narwhals, because of their little tusk-like proboscis. And uh, they hum when they fly, and because of that long beak-like proboscis, they look a little bit like hummingbirds as they feed on nectar and they're they're fantastic pollinators they're harmless to humans they are found all over the world the anastochicus uh, barbatus is a also known as the bearded bee fly is found in North America. Hey. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, they're they're totally friendly to humans. They won't hurt us. They're not quite as friendly to beetles, wasps, and solitary bees who nest on the ground because they have a little bit of a sneaky sneaky nesting strategy. Uh-oh. So, the bee fly will lay her eggs in the nest of one of these insects, usually without even needing to land. She can shake her abdomen and basically Dive bomb it with <laughs> eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's kind of like like if you just like were given birth to a baby and you're just like you you're like flying around and just like bombs away mm. and like babies, show it up. babies, Boom, babies. Babies. <laughs> babies for everyone, babies for you, babies <laughs> for you. Uh, these bomber flies actually have a sh- sand chamber in their abdomen that they uh, fill up with sand and then like use it to coat the eggs in sand so that they're more aerodynamic uh, because, you know, these, these are little they're little bee-sized flies, and so their eggs are pretty small. And to overcome that wind resistance, if you coat them in sand, it makes them better projectiles. Oh, wow. And it also helps camouflage them so the, the, their host targets don't know what's up. Then the larvae will, once they hatch and they, they are deposited inside these burrows of, usually it's like a, a wasp or a solitary bee, or a a beetle of some kind that burrows into the ground to lay their own larva. But the bee fly shoots their babies in there. Their babies hatch into larva. And then uh, once once they've uh, infiltrated these nests, Uh they'll eat all the pollen provisions that were laid out for their host's babies And then they'll also eat the host baby. Oh, I Uh, felt like this wasn't going somewhere good, and I was (laughs) right. Then they use the burrow as their own nursery until they grow up into fully grown fuzzy adults. Little bad babies, little bad babies, (laughs) naughty babies. (laughs) And despite this brutal act of forced babysitting, they're actually really wonderful pollinators. Sometimes even outpacing their bee competitors when it comes to pollinating flowers. Oh wow! Yeah, and. The appearance of bee flies, you know, obviously they're called bee flies because they resemble bees. And there, there's a wide variety. My favorite are just those, those fuzzy ones, but there's a wide variety of different kinds of bee flies. Some aren't so fuzzy. Some look exactly like a bee. Some kind of look almost wasp-like. Now, it could be Batesian mimicry. That's when an animal who is harmless mimics a, a more scary animal to defend itself from potential predators so that's like the caterpillar who pretends to look like a snake or the the moth who has like eye spots on its wings so it looks like an owl Uh, and so it could be trying to mimic a bee so that its potential predators leaves it alone because when it's uh when it's both kind of laying eggs and laying low to the ground and when it is born out or not born but when it comes out of the burrow that it's stolen. Yes, It's vulnerable because it has to like allow its wings to dry in the air. And so it's just kind of sitting there like a lame duck. So if it's camouflaged in some way, either by looking like a bee, there's also the theory that this is kind of convergent evolution where their, their coloration is either trying to blend in with the ground to avoid detection, like there are some of the bees that are kind of spotty or buff colored, um, but the ones with stripes, uh, it could be that they're just using the same strategy of bees, where they're using disruptive coloration. So, like these these banded stripes, uh, make it harder to for predators to pick out the shape of the bee. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting life they lead, yeah. and they're also extremely cute. <laughs> <laughs> these little bees, the bad baby bees, <laughs> the bad baby bees. <laughs> you know that that hollywood trope of like the the evil but cute cute <laughs> cute, cute evilness mm-hmm. like a lot of oh, like i'm trying to think of what, what's like the most famous famous example of like the like evil cute adorable cute uh, yes. adorable using their adorableness to like sneak into your life yeah. and destroy you oh man um boss baby no no yeah, i'm just kidding baby. yeah boss baby <laughs> boss baby. <laughs> Boss baby is always the right analogy to make it's it's an iconic film that can be used in uh, in, in all situations in all situations oh god uh, <laughs> but yeah i I, I think uh, I feel like this this has potential in a future I could see it in any animated film where it's yes. like the Fly, the bee fly the bee fly Is can them... a bee fly yeah yeah there we go I, now I know that no, yeah you I got yeah, me that first time I got you the first time, time but not again no, no. Yeah. <laughs> now because I know about it <laughs> I kind of wish for all of these little buggies that we've talked about the velvet worm the peacock spider and the bee fly kind of I don't normally say this about bugs but I wish there was a giant version <laughs> Like you want a big version? I do, especially the velvet worm. If I could just have a big old pudgy velvet oh. worm, I could carry like a baby and have as a little baby. What a pet! What a lovely I know. pet! And then you could just have it go like sick them and have them like shoot glue at people you don't like, <laughs> and then slowly approach <laughs> th- towards them, just eat their butt. <laughs> <laughs> and a peacock spider pet friend would also be adorable oh and cute. My God. So pretty. Uh, so beautiful. Man, I would just like, give me a bunch of giant bugs, please. <laughs> All right, well, get started. I'll work, I'll work <laughs> on it. I'll work on it. See what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Do you have a favorite bug? Or have I convinced you Ugh. to adopt one of these as your favorite oh, bugs? Oh, man. I mean, I really love... I mean, that worm, that velvet worm is I know, so right? dang cute. So dang cute. So cute. Uh, I, I Favorite bug... I'm trying to think if there's a favorite book before this. I will say I was obsessed with spiders. Yeah, as a child, and it, it sort That's of un- hasn't yeah. gone away. That's unusual. You know, usually, like <laughs> even I was scared of chi- of spiders when I was a kid, a younger kid, and like it was actually because I was scared of them that I really tried to learn more about them to kind of get over it. Oh. and so um, it's interesting to hear when someone isn't like, how young were you when you? I think I did like a project on spiders. Ah, when I go. was. In first grade? Oh, wow. So yeah, you started, you, you got in the spider train young. Yeah, and then I was like really into them. And then I think there was like a, per- a personal pride with being like, and I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> but then one day I did get, Bitten by a spider when I Uh-oh. was like a teenager. Oh, I see. And then I developed fear because I was like, "Oh, they do hurt. They do bite." What's do you know what spider you were bitten by? I think it was like it wasn't poisonous, right? But it was it was in my shoe, and I, 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 I feel bad because like I had you know it was like imagine a giant foot entering right. a place I you mean, were just hanging out. Right, like a little rude to be like <laughs> you're, you're just like you found a nice little cozy yeah. area taking a little nap and a giant foot <laughs> comes just in, comes on in trying to Invades your smush personal you. space. And yeah. so it like bit my foot. And yeah. I think it was, I don't know, but it was pretty, it was like, um, I'd say it was as big as like the, the tip of my finger, The, my the spider. Finger. Or yeah. The so it wasn't like teeny. Right, right. Um, but the spider itself was big enough, but it hurt. Yeah. I remember I was like, ah, like, yeah. and I got like a little. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a spider bite before and it's not fun. I got like a, a good juicy welt. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them now. I think I have a healthy respect for spiders where I see that they're not one I want to be bitten by. Yeah. But I don't... So I don't, like, go and pick them up like a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, Unless unless it's a jumping spider, I will actually very, very gingerly pick up jumping spiders because they're so... I mean... They're very tiny, so you have to be incredibly careful handling them. You don't want to hurt them. Yeah. But they are so cute. I like to hold them <laughs> on my hand. They're tiny. They're so teeny. They're teeny. What was your favorite spider growing up? I really uh I really liked the I thought the Black Widow was really cool. Yeah. And very famous, obviously. Did you live somewhere where there were black widows around? No, I lived in Minnesota. Yeah. So there weren't actually... Well, there. I'm sure there were a fair amount of spiders, but I think only during certain seasons. Yeah. Because, like, it's very cold, and yeah. I, I imagine that makes it hard for spiders. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting kind of difference, because, like, where I grew up in San Diego, there were black widows everywhere. Oh, yeah. And so I... You know, I I would say I'm maybe not super afraid of them because of being exposed to them a lot, but I don't like them. As a little kid, you're digging around trying to find treasure and then you... Find a black widow instead, and you're like, "Well, now I've got to leave this whole area." <laughs> yeah, because they are very, very poisonous. It's, it's like you're digging around in the. So I was like, "You're looking for treasure, huh?" <laughs> the treasure is spiders and pain. <laughs> spiders and <in> pain. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, I I just thought they were so cool. They are cool. Um, yeah, and I never saw one in person. Yeah, so maybe you know yeah. that you lived you lived with them yeah yeah i i live my my year living with spiders no. <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's it's interesting i think sort of the different responses to to spiders and it's i i think it is interesting that we have that innate response that like a fear response to snakes and spiders but that a lot of people can overcome them and i think especially children i think when they are i know that actually there's another study that study that shows that when you show young children positive representations of spiders and snakes uh, even like showing them like superheroes and stuff it can change their attitude towards these animals which i think is great oh. cuz like of course you want to teach children not to put snakes in their mouths But, you know, because it's rude to the snake. But on the other hand, I think that if people were less afraid of these animals, they would get more positive attention. And especially now that we have all of these climate crises and and dangers to our environment. It's important to also remember the animals that are not, not so cuddly Yeah, all the yeah. time. Although, I would say velvet worms count as being extremely very cuddly, cuddly, very excessively cuddly. Is, are they your favorite at this point? Yeah, you yeah, said they're well, your absolutely. new favorite. They're my new favorite. I mean, of course, like there's room in my heart for all sorts of bugs, <laughs> all sorts of worms and insects to crawl up inside and, and live there. Oh. So... I know, heartwarming. I <laughs> love it. It's a beautiful picture. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today, Thanks Carmen. Thanks for having me. You got anything to plug? Um, don't have anything to plug. Plug my heart with more bugs. More bugs for <laughs> your heart. That's what I'd like to plug. Uh, no, I guess if you want to see my stuff, you can check my website, carmenangelica.com. Um... But otherwise, yeah, more bugs. Sorry, is it dot-com? Dot-com. com Oh, my God. That would be amazing if it was dot-com. Carmen Angelica dot-com would be amazing. (laughs) But I don't think I have access to that. So it's dot-com. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, if you want to see my work. But otherwise, uh, yeah, more bugs for your heart is really what I'd like to plug. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, You can find us at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter, and... You can find us on the iHeartRadio website. You can find me on Twitter and check out my Velvet Worm Stan account at Katie Golden. That's G-O-L-D-I-N. And also I fight for bird rights on Twitter, the rights of birds, which seems can't like sort of like I'm at a conflict of interest with my pro bird rights account and my Velvet Worm Stan account, <laughs> given that there might be some conflict of interest there. But I I've cleared it with a bunch of lawyers. Good. That's <laughs> Yes. Yes. No quid pro quo. Crow. No, no quid oh. pro quo. Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super wormy song, ExoLumina. Creature Features a production of iHeartRadio. To listen to more podcasts like this one, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Worms Day.